0: Hey guys, what's going on? Thank you for joining me. This is the debut episode, the pilot, the very first one. This is the Speak 182 podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rivera. And for this very first one, I uh, wanted to start big and he's one of the biggest stars around. He's one of my best friends, my guest today, none other than AC Mac. We're going to get into uh, how he got into wrestling, his favorite opponents, favorite matches, uh, working with Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho just this past week, all the crazy stuff that's been going on, as well as just, you know, some random conversation, because that's what happens when you get two friends together, so, um, you know, uh, thanks for checking it out, and I hope you guys enjoy, let's get straight into it, Speak 182 Podcast with AC Mack. Alright everybody, I am here with my special guest, my very first guest. He's the one and only, the Mac of all trades, the title snatcher, the champion of every damn promotion that you watch, (laughs) AC Mac, how's it going?
1: Yo, what's up man? (laughs) I like that, champion of every promotion that you watch, I like that. Well, I mean, it seems to be a thing, man.
0: You're 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 the top of every promotion you're in, or if you're not at a promotion, they're dying to have you there.
1: <laughs> it's a good problem to have.
0: I feel like they would be willing to trade up half of their roster, like Eric Bischoff, for Triple H,
1: <laughs> which makes me even happier because I'm
0: a huge Triple H mark. So e- exactly, exactly. We're already off
1: to a good start. <laughs>
0: but anyways, so. I have been looking forward to this all week, and I have also been nervous as hell, because I want this podcast to be very fluid, very just friends having a conversation. I don't want it to be just question, answer, question, answer, so hopefully we get what I'm looking for out of this, uh-huh. but I'm just going to jump right in, and I'm okay. going to ask you the most standard First question that you'll probably ever get asked on any podcast ever How did AC Mack discover
1: wrestling? <laughs> I, um, it, it kind of was by accident. So I was in elementary school and I knew nothing about wrestling. Uh, I just remember going from class to class in the hallway and I saw people doing. Uh, The DX crop shops, the uh, people's the people's eyebrow and (laughs) throwing at the middle finger. And I had no idea what it was. I just saw it a lot. I had no idea it was wrestling. I just knew in general it was pop culture. Yeah. So after a while, I mean, this was obviously during the attitude era and I would kind of dibble and dabble a little bit. I would kind of be like, oh, okay, this is where it comes from. This is wrestling. But I didn't really buckle down into it until about maybe the summertime of 2003. That was when I started watching wrestling consistently. Anything before then was kind of off and on. So that was kind of all the juvenile kids who were doing everything they weren't supposed to do. That's how I got into wrestling.
0: (laughs) Got you. So it's like 2003 before you really get into it. So you're like in the thick of the ruthless aggression era.
1: Right, right. Just as it was getting started. Um yeah. is when I started watching consistently. Yeah.
0: You uh you discover wrestling. You're uh-huh. uh in into the uh so how old are you in 2003?
1: Um in 2003, I'm about 10 years old, going on 11.
0: Okay. So and... you got you still got a little bit of time before you're ready to chase the dream.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, at this point, I had no idea that this was going to be the dream. <laughs> <Okay>. No idea.
0: <laughs> so at what age did you decide okay, I'm going to actually do this for a living. I'm going to, you know, become a wrestler.
1: Um, I would say about maybe 3 or 4 years later. Okay. Um, it was the same day as uh, WrestleMania 22 and me and two of my middle school friends, we would always watch the pay-per-views every month uh we we got there super super early i think it was like noon once we got there and we were so bored and uh we decided to go like to his the, that apartment complex's jungle gym and uh they had like this big stair opening oh Lord. Uh, in the middle in the middle of the jungle gym so obviously we were like okay cool wrestling ring something <laughs> <laughs> and so we each uh acted out our favorite wrestlers and we put on this the longest, longest triple threat match you've probably ever seen in Yellow life. <laughs> Are you Triple H? Oh, of course. Okay. Easily, yes. I'm Triple H, and one of them is John Cena, and the other is Jeff Hardy. And they're, <laughs> they're, he, they're big fans of those guys. And um, we just kept wrestling, and the more, the more noise we made, the more people came out. And, and we're just kind of looking at what we were doing. And I, at first, I thought we were in trouble. But once, once I saw that they were actually like liking it and watching it, I was like, okay, cool. And we kept going.
0: Oh man, had a crowd.
1: <laughs> and the more we, the more we kept going, the bigger that crowd got. And that was my first time, at least in a wrestling aspect, of like performing in front of someone. And that was my, fr- you know, that was my first time kind of saying. Okay, well, let's try this. Oh, they like this. Okay, well, boom, let's do more of that.
0: That's oh, crazy. <laughs> yeah. So y'all are, oh, they don't y'all like are in this, there just so... putting this barn burner together.
1: Yeah, just on the on the fly.
0: My God.
1: <laughs> just having the time of our lives. And, and, you know, we just figuring out what works and what didn't work. And wow. I just remember WrestleMania, it was about to start, uh, getting closer to either 7 or 8 o'clock, whatever time it started then. And I just remember thinking, "Wow, I don't want to stop. Yeah. I don't want to stop." So I'm sure I nothing. Kind of weird. I'm
0: sure nothing <laughs> on that card lived up to that triple threat either.
1: Oh, you have no idea. <laughs> oh, you have no idea. So many false finishes. <laughs> Jesus.
0: All right, so you're doing that. Um, yeah. How much time goes by? You went to a four, correct? Yeah. Yeah, that was where I started. Yeah. So how much time between then? until you actually signed up and started doing it for realsies.
1: Ooh, actually a lot of time. So this was, so WrestleMania 22 was um, 2006. So I'm still in middle school, and this is kind of where I'm flirting with the idea of, hey, this might be my dream because I really like doing this. Um, I did a little bit of research, and I found the WWA4, Uh, It was a local school. It's right here in the city. So that was perfect. And I found out that they were doing, uh, and still do to this day, uh, free shows every Thursday. Yeah. So I religiously went to that every week. And once I graduated high school in 2011, the plan was to go to college and train and wrestle at the same time. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: However... College got a little bit demanding. I kind of hit the ground running with that, and uh, I, got, I got really involved, and I said, okay, cool. Let me just buckle down with this. Let me do the college thing first, and let me get my degree, and then once I graduate, then I'll start training uh, to become a wrestler. So even though I made the decision that this was my dream, maybe in 06, 07, I actually didn't start training till a whole decade later, in uh, February of 2016. Wow. So that's, so only, that's where...
0: only three years ago.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Only. It feels like. Yeah.
0: I mean, that's insane. If you, if you, if you, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I feel like <laughs> if you look at your career, it seems like a lot longer than three years. I feel like AC has been around longer than three years, right? Uh,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, it, it's moving pretty fast. Yeah. Though. You've it's done a lot weird. of shit in three years.
1: It's scaring even me, <laughs> for sure. I mean, <laughs>
0: even if you uh, just look back at this past week, which I want to touch on later on. Okay. Which? Uh, oh man! Insane. But um, <laughs> okay. So, how long um, did you train before you know you started working the uh, A four shows and all that?
1: I started training in February of 2016. I didn't have my first. First match until June of that same year. Okay. Um, so, when you at the A4, when you start training, if you're not ready to debut in, in the shows, uh, we, we use you elsewhere. Um, you can either be a, a referee, a backstage interviewer, a commentator, anywhere we need you or yeah. anywhere you, you best fit, that, that's where we kind of put you uh, until you're ready to debut on the show. Luckily, before I was ready, I was able to do all those things, the referee, commentator, announcer, backstage interviewer, just anything that the school needed, you know, fortunately, I was able to do. And that's kind of where that nickname, I can't remember who said it first, but um, I think it might have been Cavaron Canyon, actually. He was just like, you know, you're, you're the jack of all trades. Oh. And I was like, oh, big what if you put a M there. <laughs> So that's kind of where that came from, and just being able to do um, everything before you stepped into the ring. So that was just kind of something that stuck with me, and it I thought it was kind of cool. So
0: oh, for sure, I kept
1: that, yeah. And then in June, I was able to debut in the show, and I debuted by attacking my arch nemesis, Austin Theory, and oh the rest was history.
0: <laughs> Did you have a match
1: on that date, or was it just the attack? um no so that night june oh no actually so i debuted in at the end of may where i attacked uh theory okay and then the first match was in june that was the tag team match um it was me and david ali we were we were the force mm. it was the big heel faction at the school and we were going against austin theory and a guy named kevin zander who was another baby face at the time.
0: Got you. Man. <laughs> good time. <laughs> it's wild.
1: <laughs>
0: all right. So um, something that I wanted to touch on is your sexual orientation. Because mm-hmm. all your friends, everyone you're close to, of course, we all know that you're gay. Right. But I feel like there's probably a pretty good amount of fans and maybe even workers that – you're not super close with that wouldn't even know. And <laughs> I think... Uh, Especially I the think, workers, they're always shocked. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that, like, I and not, not a knock on people that do this, but I feel like a lot of gay guys who become wrestlers, they kind of, like, fall into this stereotype of, like, flamboyant, over-the-top type gimmick. Mm-hmm. Where, whereas you don't portray that, and I feel and – I, and I like that because it's not you, – you have, you have no shame in who you are, but you don't let it define you or – or better yet, you don't
1: even let it con- – you don't let it confine you.
0: you. You get where I'm going with that?
1: Yeah, yeah. I get exactly where you're going with that, and uh, I'm glad you pointed that out because that was always a goal of mine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, even though I do prefer men and even though I do identify as gay, I didn't want to be known as a, as a gay wrestler. Yeah. I wanted to be known as a wrestler first beforehand, regardless. Oh, and actually he happens to be gay. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. In my mind, there was a, there was a huge, huge difference. And, um, like you said, I, you know, I'm the same way. I have nothing against, uh, guys who are feminine and guys who do fit the stereotype. Mm-hmm. But I knew that A, that wasn't me. And B, I didn't want to be forced into that uh, because of who I am.
0: Yeah, I feel like so, it almost puts you in a box as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a whole nother box that, that you know, we have to deal with. And I just, I just didn't want that issue. I didn't. Yeah. And, and more than anything, I, I, I like being able to dispel rumors and dispel uh, stereotypes because, you know, this is going to sound cliche, but we all come in different shapes and sizes. And that's why I love doing the Matter of Pride shows because wrestling in general is a variety show. Every match is going to be different. Every gimmick is going to be different. And I think it's the same way when it comes to the Matter of Pride shows because even though all the performers are gay, you're, you're seeing... I guess, different lanes of gay, different forms of gay, like nobody is the same.
0: Yeah, and I
1: think that's really, really cool. And I think it's a lot of eye opening. I think it's very eye opening for uh, straight fans who attend those shows because Mm -hmm. they're always coming up to me afterwards and talking about what they learned just yeah. by watching the show so yeah that's I something think that's pretty
0: cool yeah something i wanted to ask you about also is the uh the matter of pride shows because mm-hmm. i'm sure there's plenty of the stereotypical gay wrestler gimmicks going on mm-hmm. there would you say that i mean is there a lot that you know like you where it's something you wouldn't necessarily just oh this guy's gay like are there other guys that have like gimmicks that totally just don't you wouldn't even think it on those shows. um
1: what's well, well, kind of funny, it's not a whole lot of guys that you would think it. yeah, but there are a few where it's like, oh okay, wow i didn't I didn't know that. like somebody who's getting uh, a lot of good buzz now is Jake Atlas. Yes.
0: he's
1: like blowing up all over the place. Yep. and luckily, I was able to have a match with him up in in New York. Uh, probably my favorite my most favorite match of the year so far. Uh, but I had no idea beforehand mm-hmm. that he was. So, so yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a lot of guys like that where you just wouldn't know. And I think, I think that's what's best. I don't, I don't think, like you mentioned earlier, I don't think it should define us because straight people aren't, like, labeled by who they choose to sleep with. Yeah. And I think it should be the same way, same way for guys. Or, or, excuse me, gay guys. Yeah, I agree. Or gay people.
0: And dealing with both fans, uh, other boys in the back, promoters, um have you walked into any you know cold shoulder deals or anything like that based off of yeah. your sexuality?
1: Um surprisingly, I haven't, which which is so crazy to me before because before I came out and before I you know, became a wrestler, that was one of the things I was extremely worried about. Oh, yeah. Obviously, obviously wrestling is like a a very masculine sport, a very masculine form of entertainment. So I thought for sure, easily, without a doubt, I would be shunned uh, for the way I am. And honestly, it's been the exact opposite. I I feel like, uh, especially as far as the workers, who know? I feel like I've been shown even more love because of it, rather than being shunned out or or given the cold shoulder. And so cool. it's always kind of cool to kind of stop and 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 look at it because you know I've <laughs> I've been bar hopping with Theory before, and he's almost he's jumped in front of a few cats for saying <laughs> some of the wrong things to me. So I, yeah. I always thought that was that was cool. Yeah, that's dope.
0: <laughs> so. A segment that I'm wanting to try out. I haven't really come up with a title for it yet. I don't know. Um, Basically what I have, I have a piece of paper in front of me that I compiled a list of 182 questions. And I'm going to have you pick a number, one through 182. And whatever the question is, you will answer it, I will answer it, and then we can talk about it. Um, Oh. And we're going to do this twice throughout this podcast. This is just the first of the two. So
1: without further ado,
0: 1 through 182.
1: 77.
0: 77. All right, let's see (laughs) what we got. Question number 77. Oh, this is actually a great one, and I'm excited. All right, you answer first. What quality do all of your friends have in common?
1: Oh, wow. That is a good one. Um, don't hold back now. <laughs> you know what? I think <laughs> one quality that they all have in common is that they are very, very passionate mm-hmm. about their favorite wrestler. It's fair. The each and every one of them will argue argue you down about why their favorite wrestler is the best wrestler. <laughs> So, boom, that's my answer. All
0: right, so you say that they're all passionate about their favorite wrestler. Hmm, mm. for me, a quality that all my friends possess. Um, oh, man. All of them, even Josh. This is a tough one. <laughs> I think that we're all a bunch of assholes. What? Yep, we're all a bunch of assholes, and we're also uh, – very entitled i disagree damn it D- disagree <laughs> well th- that's what this that's what this is for so we can talk about it <laughs> so well why do you disagree i
1: don't think we're all entitled i don't think
0: and i don't mean that in a bad way if there is a good way you can say it um no i don't know maybe entitled is not the word um i i'm trying to think of something more positive and i can't come up with anything <laughs>
1: just entitled.
0: <laughs> entitled. Um, yeah, I think that's it. But you disagree?
1: Uh, Yeah, yeah. I, I think, yeah. <laughs> well, only because, like, when I think of entitlement, I'm thinking of, like, the negative connotation of it. I'm just, like, you know, people who aren't deserving acting as if they are deserving. Okay. That kind of thing.
0: I'm not saying like, that they're the not deserving, but I'm saying... Maybe they're passionate. I don't know. They just all want more <laughs> all the time. And nothing's oh, ever good okay. enough. Okay. Uh, okay. In a negative and a positive. Because it, it can be both.
1: Right. Okay. I get that. I get that.
0: I'm on board with that. Okay. So we can agree to
1: that. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. All
0: right. Excellent. So that was, that was fun. We'll, uh, we'll do another one of those later. Um,
1: <laughs>
0: okay. If you had to give me... Uh-huh. Your two favorite opponents of all time? Who would they be?
1: Um, for starters, the first one would definitely be uh, Austin Theory. Yep. Um, just because we've we've wrestled so many times, we started uh, at the same time, we started training at the same time, and I feel like we understand one another. Like he is more like mechanically based like what they do in the ring and I'm more entertainment character based. And so we bring out the best of the opposites in each other. If that makes sense, uh, we mm. compliment each other pretty, pretty well. And I, I just, I firmly believe we haven't had a bad match. And um, it's just, it, we just create magic, man. We just go out there and we have some fun. A lot of it is freestyle, believe it or not. I'm really not a big fan. Of like the on the fly kind of thing, but we just know each other so well, and we know each other's mood set so well that if something goes awry or if somebody forgets something, we can always just fill it in uh with what we know
0: yeah so, how many how many uh a c mac versus Austin theory <laughs> do you think there have been
1: um I definitely lost lost but <laughs> if I had to guess, I would say. Uh, maybe 16, if Jeez. I had to guess. Yeah, And they're all, they're all, like, at least 15 minutes. Man. And the next person, or the second opponent, um, I'm going to say Allen Angels. Um, because, for starters, we probably had about the same amount of matches. <laughs> um, yeah. He's somebody who... The, this, their style is a little bit different, um, but I like it because it it challenges me to kind of step out of my comfort zone. And um, I know there's there's been a few spots in the past where he would present them, and I'd be completely against them. I you know I didn't didn't like them, but I kind of gave it a shot, and we did it in the match, and it actually turned out great. Um, and that's happened a few times, so I, I really 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 trust him to kind of. Um, present something new and then uh, tell a story to the fans. So I, I really like wrestling him. It's always fun, always fun. And uh, I, he is somebody that I think is a lot better than uh, what people may peg him as. I nominated him for technician of the year um, in the Georgia awards because I, I, I think that he is, you know, he's a, he's a true technician of the game. He's always bringing something new to the table. He knows so many holds and, and so many counters and so many sequences, and he's constantly, constantly thinking of new sequences. I mean, we'll be hanging out, and he'll stop the conversation or stop anything uh, to either write something down or tell me about a spot that he just thought uh, of. So that's always cool, and that's, that's, that's somebody like that with a brain like that you definitely want in professional wrestling to keep it moving forward. So. Yeah, for sure. He's definitely one of my favorite opponents.
0: Cool. Something interesting that you brought up was the uh, nominating him for the uh, Georgia History Awards or whatever. Uh And uh, I think like those awards and like any kind of list and like all the different internet-based things, that awards that go out and stuff, I feel like it gets a lot of flack and – a lot of people don't take them very seriously or they say, Oh, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Um what's what's your stance on that? Do you think that these you know, that it's just random list that doesn't matter, or do you take pride in that? I think this past year, Scott Hensley's uh list of the best performers, whatever, you were number three in the States yeah. and then he won a uh, male performer on the Georgia History one, I think, yeah. right? Yeah, so, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Are those things important to you? Where do you stand on that?
1: Um, those things are very important to me. I don't care how big the notoriety or how small the notoriety. I think um, anytime somebody has given you critique, um, any any type of honest feedback, or any type of recognition, whether that be from a fan, whether that be from a peer, um, or whether that be from somebody just in the industry, I think I think it's important, and it yeah. Um, and for the people, and for the flack that it does get, like I just kind of look at it as no matter how um, important these awards are, they're always gonna get flack. They're always gonna get um <laughs> some type of hate. I mean, even yeah. the Grammys and the Academy Awards, who you know the most revered. Do you think that,
0: you know, the people that will try to downplay it and, you know, I think whenever, they, especially when they come personally to you and they're uh, downplaying it to you, do you think that's, do you think that's out of jealousy?
1: Um, I do. Yeah. Yeah, I do. And me personally, the only ones that I've seen uh, to have a problem with it or, or to speak negatively on it are either A, people who have surpassed the awards and, and surpassed uh, the state of Georgia and they're, they're doing better things or yeah. um, it's somebody who wasn't recognized or, or, or wasn't nominated and um, I try to be the one to say hey you know it's not it's not like there's one guy who is a fan is picking these people you know everybody was nominated by their peers It what mm-hmm. it had nothing to do with the fans so you know, if you're upset about not getting recognized or about not getting picked, you know, it's your peers and you, your coworkers, workers you, the, the guys you're wrestling with that you kind of want to talk to or pick a bone with or whatever the case may be. So that should tell you something.
0: I think straight up it's bullshit. I think that the same kind of people that attack the WWE Hall of Fame, they, oh, the Hall of Fame doesn't mean anything. Because they're not happy about who's went in and who hasn't went in, yada yada. Mm-hmm. Whenever you say that and you have that approach, I think you're spitting in the face of those who are absolutely,
1: absolutely. So, because other people have worked hard and they're being yeah, recognized yeah, yeah. for it. So, don't shit in their yeah, face yeah. just because you're upset. Yeah, I 100% agree.
0: I'm gonna jump into something a little interesting. You mentioned that uh, Alan Angels, Austin awesome Theory, your two favorite opponents. So I'm curious to see if one of these two will be the answer. Oh, let's say let's say that you are in a situation where you're down at the performance center, and granted, this is not how this would go at all. But for the sake of an interesting question, <laughs> an interesting answer,
1: yeah.
0: Let's say Vince McMahon walks in. He, uh, he sees you there, and he's, he's, he's not impressed. He's not impressed. He just he wants to know what's so good about AC Mack. Why should I sign AC Mack? Show me one match that will make me want to sign AC Mack.
1: Ooh. Um, which match? Oh, my gosh.
0: That's one match throughout your entire yeah. career
1: Ooh. that you think is the standout match you know what? Actually, it's a match that doesn't involve Austin Theory or Allen Angels, actually.
0: Mm, interesting.
1: It's a, it's a match, and when, <laughs> my friends here, are going to laugh, uh, but it's a match that I had um, almost two years ago, almost. Um, it was at uh, their biggest show of the year. It was a uh, T.W.E., in three years strong, I want to say, either three or four years strong, I can't remember. Um, but it's like their WrestleMania. And uh, Jake Murphy, who was one of their originals, uh, was at the time, I, we, we thought he was retiring. He's back now, but he was retiring and he was gonna have his last match. If he lost to me, he would have to retire, that kind of thing. Yeah. And we had a really good match. Um, it was about 15 to 20 minutes. Nothing super spectacular, but I feel like that was probably the match where AC Max's personality showed the most um, as far as working all the hard cams and and being super, super vocal during the match and just playing off the story and having a really, really long intro, like a super long promo, and then doing the intro for, for the whole entrance and uh, just coming out with all those belts in hand, and I think that was probably the complete version of a c mac so so you say um, the
0: the complete version of a c mac has uh yeah. is it harder to find that
1: complete a c mac nowadays um I don't think it's hard to find i think it just depends on the scenario um Sometimes it, it depends on the storyline it depends on the length mm. of the match it, it depends on where you are on where I'm on the card um, because second match on the card AC Mac is not the same as a main event AC Mac i don't think yeah
0: i understand that yeah
1: yeah so that in that case it was it was a main event AC Mac it was a desperate AC Mac it was a it, it, was, a, it was a concoction of a lot of different things and i feel like we struck we shut
0: magic for that. Awesome. So yeah, that's the oh, one I'm showing. Sweet. <laughs> cool. Well, you're, you're going to have to show me it too, because I've never seen it. So
1: <laughs> I'm
0: sure you've had a number of people you know, met who you aren't super close with, but you do have decent relationships with. And I'm sure you even have friends who you've seen gotten pretty big opportunities, bigger opportunities than you might've gotten. Do you ever, do you ever doubt yourself? Do you ever get down on yourself when you see the people getting, opportunities that you haven't been given or like you see one of your homies get snatched up and get signed how does that affect you do you do you get down on yourself over that
1: um believe it or not I do actually um yeah and I'm gonna go out on a limb and say it happens at least at least once a week to where uh yeah like you said you just you just kind of get down on yourself you start second-guessing a few things you start looking in the mirror and pointing out your flaws rather than celebrating your accomplishments and, and what what you bring to the table. It, it's really, I think that's one of the hardest things in wrestling actually, you know, you having to be happy for your friends when they get these opportunities and, and not salty and, and not jealous. It's very, very hard. And I think it's it's kind of a test of how much of a man you are and not like in a macho way, but just kind of, you know, the type of person that you are, you know. Um, I think one, one thing that kind of helps me or, or reminds me of who I am and, 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 and how good you are, whatever the case may be, one of the reminders is that um, you are unique. You know, you, you, you're, you're special, you're different, and you have to hone in and kind of highlight uh, what you bring to the table. So if you if I'm not a muscle guy, if I'm not the strongest, or if I'm not this, I'm not that. That's fine. It may suck, but what are you? What do you have? What do you bring to the table? You should accentuate that and kind of highlight that and push that to the forefront. Um, what sets you apart? Um, you know, I wear the bright yellow colors and I, and I do the intro. Like, it, it's, it's to set myself apart um, in a different way that isn't the generic big body kind of wrestler. Yeah. So it, it's, it's definitely hard. Um, it's, it's challenging, but, you know, and I've had, I've had to tell people this too, of other wrestlers, you just got to remind yourself of what makes you stand out, of, of what you bring to the table that is different from everybody else. And if you don't have that, then that that's something you should work on for sure, because uh, you have to fill a hole. You have to make yourself needed. So,
0: I think you do a good job uh, setting yourself apart. But yeah, I try to um, surround myself with people who I think are good people, and I think I've met quite a few. Right. But I mean, I think there's also definitely plenty that you know would do whatever they could to get you out of the way to get themselves an opportunity. But I mean, I guess that's any kind of, uh, any kind of business. You know, this business is so cutthroat and I feel like, I mean, like you said, you gotta do what you gotta do to stand out, be different because there's only so many spots. Everyone's going for those same spots.
1: Yeah, and everybody's not here to be your friend. Um, there was, there's some kind of saying, I want to make sure, I want to get it right. It's something like, you know, you're either in this business to make friends or you're in this business to make money. Yeah, yep. I don't know if it's the exact quote, but it's basically that. And um, true, I would recommend uh, keeping your friend circle. And when I say friend circle, I mean like your close friends, people you uh, would trust with your life and your belongings and your career. Um, I think you should keep that circle very, very small, because the more you open it up, you know, more opportunities for, for situations like that to come through, and you just don't want that. Not everybody's going to have your best interests at heart. Um, oh, for you guys sure. Are all chasing, yeah, you guys are all chasing the same goal, and for the most part, a lot of us are chasing the same spot, and that's where oh, yes. that that stuff comes from, so... The smaller your circle, the better, I think.
0: I agree. But let's not just sit here and act like you're not getting opportunities because uh, when I think of recent opportunities, I think of AC Mack <laughs> in the same ring with Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega at Southern Honor uh, and Shannon Moore. And Shannon Moore, a star I in his own Santa right, Moore. who you were in a triple threat match with uh, yeah. Alan Angels. And then after the match, two of the biggest stars in the history of professional wrestling are going in an all-out brawl with you <laughs> and the other guys that were in that match. Uh, walk me through that a little, man. How, how in the hell does something like that happen? How do you factor in? How do you react what? Talk to me, man. Wow.
1: That, oh, man, I'm still reeling from that. I'm still on the high. And that was what almost two weeks ago, actually. Yeah. But, uh, it was just, they, they told us beforehand um, that they were going to be at the show. We didn't know what they were doing. We thought they had their own segment. But we just knew that it was going to be cool to be on the same show with all these guys. hmm so we're there, uh, we get there early, obviously. and we're, we're going over the show and we're going over our matches. And uh, they pull us aside and they tell us uh, kind of like the gist of what's going down. Like, you know, after the match, this is what's going to happen. And <laughs> my mouth drops. I, I, uh, so I love both guys. I think they're both great. Um, Chris Jericho was one of the very first people. Um, and I mentioned it earlier. He's one of the very first people that I saw on screen once I started, like, watching wrestling consistently. He was yeah. one of the first things I remember him cutting a promo on that Monday Night Raw entrance ramp. So to be able to be on the same show and to get involved and to get physical uh, with <laughs> with with the go, um, I mean, I yeah, just... Yeah. I was really, really nervous, and I and I always get nervous before every single match. Believe it or not, but this this meant so so much to me, and it was really hard uh, to focus and and to to stay on point and and to get the match down and and to you know do my intro and and not give it away that we got something so special that's about to happen yeah. in about fifteen minutes. It was so hard to not. You know <laughs> I didn't
0: even think about that. So, like, how hard it must be to go yeah. out there and do this match, knowing what's coming after.
1: Yeah, it was. It was for me, and I'm. I'm only speaking for myself. It was just, oh, it was so cool because yeah, I'm just. I'm still a fan. Like at the end of yeah. the day, I know. You know, it sounds corny. I still go to WrestleManias. I still enjoy going to shows and not having to work and just kind of be that fan again. Um, when I'm watching shows, I'm not critiquing it. I'm not, you know, taking those. Oh, this is this is the cutoff, and this is that. No, 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 no. I'm I'm watching as a fan, so yeah. it it was really hard not to be that same fan uh, during this match or during this segment because you know this is this is a big, big, big deal um, for Southern Honor, but for Georgia wrestling as a whole and just just my career as a whole. So. It was really hard to just <laughs> keep anything intact and remember what was next. And
0: yeah, when when if ever does do people of that caliber just show up on a Georgia indie? Yeah. I I mean the closest thing you might get is like AJ Styles when he pops up to the Landmark Arena, but he's not he's not getting, he's not wrestling. He's, yeah, not, he's getting not getting physical. physical. Yeah. Like, so, I mean, I don't think there's ever been anything quite on this, you know, quite to this level for
1: this scene. I agree. We're, you know, we made history, man. Like, you know, oh, in, for order sure. for, in order for guys like me to be in the ring with guys like that and getting physical with them, I, I would need – there there would have to be some kind of contract somewhere. There would have oh, to yeah. be something official – and, and that wasn't the case here. This was just... Nothing like that. The, yeah, all the stars aligned. And, you know, it just it, it kind of felt guilty. I was like, well, you know, why do I get to be here? What is this? <laughs> but it was really cool to see. And um, uh, they treated me and Allen Angels with so much respect. And they were very open to our ideas, which shocked me even more. Because they didn't yeah. have to. They didn't have to. They're, they're doing this for AEW and So they didn't have to include us at all or, or or listen at all and yeah we were kind oh of, well, i'll speak for myself i was kind of expecting this of who they are and the level that they're at they've got things to do that yeah, don't yeah. involve us so for them to do the exact opposite i i thought uh you know it's really commendable and it, it makes me respect them even more if that was even possible
0: yeah i mean Alan Angels ran a whole little freaking spot with Kenny. A
1: whole spot with Kenny. <laughs> oh my god! Insane. Oh my gosh! And I and I and, and Angels will probably never say it because you know he likes to keep that stuff to himself. But uh, that was a huge, huge deal for him because oh the yeah. Type, of, but because of the type of wrestler that he is and the type of mm-hmm. fan that he is, um, he's really big on uh, New Japan and and. and the strong style and stuff like that. So as soon as we were back there and they and they were putting the, the spot together and and Kitty called for it, I was like, oh, this is about to be great. <laughs> so <laughs> Alright, so we are coming up on
0: round two oh, okay. questionnaire. Yeah. So my man, one through one eighty two, what do you got for me?
1: I am going with
0: 33 33 hopefully this is something oh man this is this is a topic that's hard to talk about okay uh-oh. uh-oh what is something that you are very self-conscious about
1: um something that i am very self-conscious about
0: i know it's almost as if you don't even want to bring it up why would you want to
1: right <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, I'm going to keep it light, though, because that question could get kind of dark. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, for sure. I'm going to keep it light. So it kind of affects the way I move in the ring. So I get a lot of compliments for how I move, but a lot of people don't realize that a lot of the things I do, I do it that way uh, because I am two-footed. So. Uh, for people who don't know, you know when you're when you're wrestling or when you're learning to wrestle, you have to stay on the line mm-hmm. um, or with everything's done on the line, every type of move, everything. Um, and so if we're doing a lot of running spots, I kind of have to step off of the line on purpose in order to not trip the person or trip myself. Um, yeah. and And so I guess people who are viewing it kind of see it as like this kind of slick thing. Which, thank God, that works, and it's cool, but a lot of the times I'm trying to make sure that the move is crisp, and I am not messing it up by overstepping the line or any tripping my opponent or anything like that. So I am self-conscious about my <laughs> my feet and how everybody, it like turns outward. My mom thought about putting a brace on me when I was a child, uh, but she didn't want people to make fun of me, so she didn't do it, and interesting (laughs) yeah
0: so for me something that i'm self-conscious about uh while you were talking i was sitting here thinking what could i what could i say because also just like you i don't want to get into anything too personal or deep
1: Um, right not too too dark
0: yeah so i think i'm gonna do the same as you and keep it uh something within the business uh i think that in wrestling, something that I'm most self-conscious about, my ability to put a promo together. Because when I'm in the ring, I kind of, and I'm cutting a promo or whatever, I kind of just end up going off the cuff, and it always comes out a lot better that way.
1: Yeah, but
0: I agree. But but when I'm in the back, and I'm you know thinking about what I'm going to say, dude... I rehearsed this shit like (laughs) 30 times just walking back and forth. And it never goes anything like it was going to when I was back there, thank God. But that's definitely something that uh, I have a lot of trouble with. And usually by the time I get to the ring, it's not a problem anymore. But the whole anticipation of going
1: out there and doing it, that
0: yeah, it kills me for sure.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think that'll come with time. yeah. Just kind of, because you'll you'll learn a few tricks. I won't won't say I'm on the podcast, but you you'll learn a few tricks over time about promos. All
0: right, we'll 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 talk about these tricks off the air. Yeah,
1: yeah, definitely a few secrets.
0: (laughs) Awesome, awesome. All right, so as we get ready to uh, wind down and close this thing off, yeah, some fans questions for you.
1: Gotcha.
0: First fan, Mr. Blake Kennedy wants to know, AC Mack, what made you choose to join the W.A. for?
1: Um, well, believe it or not, uh, and I started, I joined in 2016. At the time, uh, there weren't many other wrestling schools out there, or at least in the area. Um, there yeah. wasn't a face-to-face. Um, to my knowledge, you can correct me if I'm wrong here. There wasn't a Good Brothers either. Nope. And there wasn't a one fall. Um, so it was either um, the WWA4 or I think Robert Gibson School, but I didn't see too much about it or hear too much about it. Um, so I found the WWA4 and th- thankfully, um, it fit with everything that I need as far as price, as far as uh, location. Um, you know, as far as uh, time, like the, the scheduling and all that, so it, everything just worked. Uh, thank God. And then um, they they did free shows every Thursday, so I was able to kind of go and just get a, acquainted to the show and the school and, and I met Ashley and I met Fox, so everything just kind of aligned. So, the, the WBA for it, it just felt right. That I just knew that was a school for me.
0: Gotcha. Um, Alyssa George, Wants to know
1: would <laughs> would you ever own a brothel? Would I ever own a brothel? Mm. I'm almost offended that she would ask me that. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the only reason why I hesitate because that just sounds like a lot of money, and ah, uh, oh, yeah, I you want say, some money? Yeah, I want some money. <laughs> I'm going to say no, uh, simply because if I had it to where I would own a brothel, maybe I could own something else to earn money, uh, mm-hmm. and I would rather just keep my morals intact and be a good boy, <laughs> <laughs> and not partake in the brothels. But that—that that is a very hard, hard no. <laughs>
0: so no brothel, for ACO. No,
1: no brothels, no. Maybe a yeah. restaurant or something.
0: Something or a, a little more uh
1: or a strip club that like that's I feel like that's like one oh. rung higher, you know? Like a process okay, so at the very, very bottom and then one step up is like a strip club. So maybe kind of
0: kinda compromising, kinda saying yeah, okay, look, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. not gonna do that, but I'll get my hands a little Just a little dirty, you know, because that's yeah. what more of the
1: money is.
0: <laughs> so Nasty Leroy sends in, why are you running from a cold dose of nasty reality? Nasty
1: Leroy versus AC Mac. You know what's really, really funny? That he used the word running. Mm-hmm. Nasty, nasty Leroy, I'm not, I'm not running from you. And I have proof. Because at the last One fall show, I showed up. Mm. I I slid through there and I watched the entire show. Uh, I watched you beat Lamar Diggs. I confronted you in the back, not in front of everybody. I didn't want to make a big deal out of it because I know that's your show. I don't want to embarrass you on your show, but (laughs) I came to see you and nothing happened. No challenge was made. I wasn't laid out. You didn't talk trash. You didn't do anything. I'm not running. You seem kind of scared. You drop the ball at making something happen. AC Mac thinks it's nasty Leroy that's running. Just saying.
0: Man, oh man. <laughs>
1: that,
0: that's interesting. So I came O'Le- up with
1: your spot, man.
0: Oh Leroy calling you out on the podcast, but had nothing to say in person. That's true. Man. All facts. All right, well, Dominic Stuckey, another worker. That obviously wants to work. You says Dom versus Mac, when, where, who wins?
1: Sooner than you think. Win sooner than you think. And I'll leave that there. Uh, As far as who wins, I mean, do do I need to answer that, or or can we just use common sense, or, or what are we doing here?
0: I don't know, man. He wants an answer to it. Oh, okay. Well.
1: If you must know, if it must be said at the risk of sounding redundant after hearing the Mac of all trades, after hearing the title stature, after hearing that I have 14 championship reigns in three years. after Is it hearing 14? 14. I keep, I keep My correcting. man. After hearing that I've had <laughs> at least one championship since April of 2017, going over two years now, I think Mm. it's pretty redundant that the winner of the match be AC Mack.
0: It's a hard case to argue.
1: Who wins the match? I'm offended.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, all right. Well, I want to thank you, AC Mack, for joining me. Um, Hopefully, we can get this podcast out there hopefully it (laughs) gets a good response uh if you you, yeah yeah uh people you you don't know this i'm gonna go i'm gonna go ahead and put it out into the universe this podcast has been recorded twice now in all kinds of different bits and pieces because technology (laughs) is incredible but Mac, if you want to uh, plug your uh, different social medias where people can see you, uh, go ahead and do that.
1: Uh, yes, so I am on Facebook. Uh, you can find me either by my shoot name, Amin Ra Mackey, or AC Mac, either way. Um, it should take you directly to me. Uh, I'm on Instagram, AC underscore Mac. Uh, that's the same as Twitter, AC underscore Mac. Uh, I am on Snapchat, AC Dash Mac. I know that might be confusing, but <laughs> <laughs> that's me. And I think that's it. Actually, let me run through something really quick. I want to make sure I don't leave anything out. I do have a Tumblr that's kind of dead now. Nobody really uses it. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, that's all of mine. Uh, and uh... also my youtube i don't have a youtube channel but luckily uh if you just type in ac mac wrestler a lot of my good matches will show up so you can kind of want to brush up on uh ac mac (laughs) awesome
0: and where can uh where can they catch you anytime in the uh future
1: um so this weekend i'm not sure when this will air but uh as of right now this weekend uh, you can find me at TAP. You can find me at uh, Disruptor and Pure. Uh, coming up, I've got um, Anarchy. I've got uh, Scenic City. Uh, I've got Action. I've got Kurt Stallion. we Superstar Kurt Stallion in June. So that'll be cool. Uh, we're kicking up some stuff to go up north, up in Philly and up in Indiana. Still waiting to hear back from those things. Um, so, yeah, man. Keeping Big it moving, keeping it Yeah. 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 And we, Southern iron, I don't know what is going to happen next. Uh, I mean, after Jericho and Omega, where do you go?
0: Uh, Can you I don't still know. go
1: up? Is there something past that? Um, all I know is Alan angels has something that belongs to me. So we'll see where that goes. Man. Oh
0: man. Well, man, uh, thank you for joining me. And, uh, We'll do this again sometimes.
1: Yeah, (laughs) probably.
0: Yeah, probably tomorrow whenever I listen to this and realize none of it recorded. No, but very seriously, thank you for joining me and uh, I'll talk to you later, man. All right, thanks for having me. And there you have it. The very first episode is in the books. Um, AC Mac was great as always uh, always tons of fun talking to him and uh i hope you'll tune in for the next episode uh gonna have a really big one gonna be talking to ike cross who recently stepped away from professional wrestling so i'm gonna be digging into that trying to get some answers from him a uh, really uh you know must must listen for uh a lot of people so thank you guys and uh
1: talk to you soon